back to the Simply His coffee shop, guys. <laughs> We're so excited for this episode. So last week, if you did not catch last week's episode, you really, really must. I cannot say that enough. You must go back and watch it. We were interviewing my best friend, Penny Dutton, <laughs> about her infertility journey and how that led her to complete her family through fostering and adoption. So today we're going to be talking about Penny's journey, how she fostered kids, and then was able to finally adopt some. So Penny, last week you started off saying God was kind of planting the seeds of possibly fostering, and so then you ended up having a conversation with Randy about that. How did that go? So I had woke up, you know, that morning and I told Randy, I'm like, I've been, this has just been something that's been on my heart the last couple of weeks, and I really want to check it out, look into it. You right. know, I think that this is probably going to be the way that we're going to be able to complete our family. And he was like, okay, and I'm like, I'm just going to get the information, and then we'll go from there. I had set up an appointment and went in and talked to them. And becoming a foster parent is, is a process. Yeah. They get down in your nitty-gritty. Um, you <laughs> well, have they have to, to. Yeah. At the time, I was kind of like, why do I have to prove this? Why do I have to do this? Why do I have right. to do that? But I realized that to be an effective parent, mm -hmm. you do have to provide those things for the kids. You have to make sure that your home is safe and that you're able to provide food and clothing and shelter and that you have a good working car and that you're able to financially support these kids. Right. And we went, they, they have classes mm -hmm. that you have to go to. And our first class, I remember going in, and there's several families there, and we're all around a table, and, and they have a therapist that actually does the class, and right. then they have a foster parent who has fostered multiple children right. and adopted them, and so they do the class. And I remember in the fostering adoption class, they do not hold back. They tell you the stories. And we're sitting there with our paperwork and our little thing that we have to keep, you know, do our little stuff on. And this foster mom gets up and she starts telling us these stories about these kids and what they've experienced and then how their behavior is at, right. you know, when they get them in there. And most of these stories revolve around older kids, you know, teenagers and stuff like that. And so I'm sitting there and I'm just like... <laughs> Randy is not going to go for this. This is not, as soon as we walk out of this class, he's going to go see you later. I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> and this I mean, I couldn't happen. really focus on anything else because that was what was looping in my head. I'm like, he's done. This is, he's, he's going to think I'm crazy. So we get out and I'm very attentive. I'm like, so <laughs> how do we broach this subject? Yeah, and I really did. I was like, so what did you think? Like, is this something that you're going to want to do? Deadpan looks right at me. He goes, yep, this is, this is what we're going to do. Wow. I, <laughs> I, it's so funny because my husband will surprise me. Because, <laughs> I, you know, you see a boy and you think he's cute. And then you realize that boy that you fell in love with is no longer a boy. He's a man. Yeah. And so he was like, no, this, we're doing this. We go through the classes. They come to your house. He had to tell them his life story. Right. And the therapist that does that, because they go through your home, 
and all of that. And yeah, then you have to sit down. Yeah, the home study. Want to know? And you have to tell them your life. If you've been abused, if right. you know how you were raised, if your parents spanked you. And the therapist looks at my husband and she goes, I knew the first time I met you that you were abused. But here's the thing. You're going to be able to help these kids more than anybody else. Oh, my goodness. And she told him that. And she she told him she's like, you're going to be a great dad. That and is so cool yeah. that she did that. And so we finished all of that. We became foster parents. We fostered a little girl for a week cute little thing. She was probably about four or five years old. Took her to her first little 3D movie. She was just (laughs) cute as can be. But it was just going to be temporary because she was actually going home to a family member. So we were just keeping her for just a few days and stuff like that so they could ready that home. Because even if it's a family... They still have to pass all the of course all the checks and balances. So um, she stayed with us for a little bit, and we were foster parents for probably several months. Mm-hmm. And we got a call to, about a baby to pick a baby up at the hospital. My husband and I were nervous. They get there and they make you watch the videos, you know, and all that. <laughs> On how and, to take care of a newborn baby. Yes, yep. yes. And we're walking out of the hospital with the, with this baby. And my husband looks at me and goes, they're going to trust us with this baby? <laughs> I'm like, run. They may not. They may change their minds. So, so we get home and we fall in love with this little baby. We called him Nugget. That was his nickname. His name was Nugget. I and we fell Nugget. deeply in love with him. Wanted to keep him, wanted to adopt him. I remember and Nugget. Nugget. And um, we had him for nine months. Yep. He went back with his family. That was hard. That was, that almost destroyed both me and my husband both because we just, the moon and sunset with wow. that little boy. I remember and, that. Um, that was a very hard period. It was a you. very hard I period. Remember. And we were, we were bitter for a little bit. We were mad. We fostered three Guatemalan kids that did not speak English. Mm-hmm. We were respite parents for them. And when you respite, it's only for a short period of time. And then they go to a foster home that is able to care for them because they wanted those children to go into a Spanish speaking home, which is completely understandable. Right. So that they could maybe learn yes. both languages yes. while being able well, to and, actually communicate. Yeah. And communicate with the parents because the parent didn't speak English herself. So we fostered them for a month. They were so cute. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the thing that you don't realize, even as a parent, yeah. you don't realize the impact that you're making on your children in such a short period of time. Yeah. We had them for a month. And all we did, really, honestly, guys, all we did was feed them, clothe them, bathe them, play with them. That was it. Love on them. Love on them. But I didn't honestly realize that we were loving on these kids. When it was time for them to go to their permanent foster home, there's a thing that all foster homes have to do is you have to create a life book for the foster child. And you take pictures and all these memories that they experienced in your home and you have to make a like a picture album. So I'm taking pictures of these kids all along, playing outside, playing in the water. We celebrated uh, the middle child's birthday at our home, and we took pictures of them. (laughs) So fun. And I put that all in there. I'm thinking this is going to be easy peasy. We've only had them for a month. They haven't really bonded with us. No big deal, right? But that was partly, too, because of the language barrier. Yeah, I'm 
Yeah, those poor kids. <laughs> I don't know if they were asking me for stuff. I don't. We were guessing all along. And so we go to, to take these kids to where they were going to be mm-hmm. permanently. And we're loading their stuff up. And the kids don't know what that what's going on. They're playing at the park. And we're loading their, their belongings into the other foster home parents' car. belongings. And so when it's time to leave, the middle one, he's trying to get in my car. The caseworker's like, no, no, honey. And she's speaking to him in Spanish, and she's telling him that, no, he's going with this person. That kid started crying for me and calling for me and saying, no, I go with Penny. I go with Penny. That destroyed my heart. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing to these kids? What what have I done? Oh, my. And heartbreaking. um, In that moment, it was kind of funny because we had lost Nugget. We were, my husband and I, without realizing it, we had put up a wall. Yeah. And we actually had told the caseworker that after these kids leave, we're going to be done. We're not going to foster for a while. And the caseworker kept telling us, no, no, you guys can't. No, please don't. Please don't. You know, you guys are good. And I wasn't hearing her. I was only hearing my pain. Yeah. And I'm like, nope, done. And when I saw that kid and him crying for me, I was like, I can't be done. Oh, my. We went on to foster another little girl. We fostered her for a couple of months. And... She went back home. Then we get this call. <laughs> and my husband and I had made prior arrangements that we would always talk to one another if we got a call from the family services before we made any decisions to take any more kids. Yeah. So it was a Saturday. My husband was at work. I was at home. The little girl that went back home, she right. went back home on that Friday. And I have to back up a little bit because this is very, very important. That night, the the Thursday night before we had to take her to her parents, I was mad. Oh, guys, I was mad. I was in the car. We were driving to Walmart, and I'm just like, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. I can't do this. I'm, right. you know, and I'm telling Randy all of this, and I'm like, Nope, we're done. We're done. Put a put a fork in me. I'm done. I, I can't keep breaking my heart yep, and putting my heart through all keep this. Putting my heart through this. The foster system is, you know, not what it should be. And I was like, nope, no more. And my husband turns around and looks at me and he said, Penny, we are not giving up. He said, our kid will come. We cannot give up. He's like, we will get a baby and it will be ours. And I'm like, <laughs> So I thought because well, if Randy says it, then you know there's something to it. Yeah. He doesn't say stuff like that. No, he does not. And he even said God will provide us with a baby. I love that so much. That Saturday, because <laughs> we the little girl went home on Friday. That Saturday, I'm in my PJs, feeling sorry for myself, and I get a phone call from DFS, and they're like, "Hey, we got a little." Little baby at the hospital, can you guys foster them? We don't know what's going on right now. It's kind of, there's some weird stuff going on, and we're not quite sure what it is. And I'm like, well, I got to talk to Randy first, you know. I'm like trying to call him. And I, you know how when you, you kind of feel like you're nervous and you you know you got to do something, but you don't quite know what it is? Mm -hmm. That's how I kept feeling throughout the day. Like Like an urgency almost? An urgency. Oh, my gosh. And I couldn't get a hold of him, and I was like, you know what? Nope, I'm doing it. So I called DFS back and said, yes, we'll take her. (laughs) And um, I called Randy and left a message. And I was like, hey, I did a thing. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, when you get home, there may or may 
not be yeah. a baby here, but... And, um, <laughs> so I go to the hospital to pick up this baby. She had only been born, you know, she's two days old. Goodness. We go there and they go through the whole thing that you do. The nurse is talking to me and she's asking me, do you guys have any kids? I'm like, no, we're just foster parents, you know, and she's like, oh, you know, just chit chat. They're taking me down for some weird reason to show me how to put the baby in the car seat. Now, I guess that's something they do now. Me and this nurse are riding down the elevator and she tells me, she's like, this baby will be yours. And I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not even going to go there, guys. I'm, you know, and I even told her, I'm like, yeah, well, we'll see. And kind of chuckled. Because it made me a little nervous. Right. Like, yeah, I'm not even going to go there. We bring this little blonde, blue-eyed baby Gorgeous home. Gorgeous baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Home with us. And we had her for three months. And we get a call from the caseworker telling us that the mom had signed her rights away. And it was funny because I was on the phone and I was like, repeat that? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, the mom signed her rights away. And she's like, we'll, we'll start looking for an adoptive home. I'm like, no, 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 wait a minute. We are an adoptive home because you, you can't, you have to get two licenses. You have to, one, be certified to be a foster parent. And then you have to certify to be an adoptive parent. It's not it's the two, same thing. Yeah. It's two, two different processes. things. Because there are some people that just foster and they never adopt. Mm-hmm. And we literally back to back foster parents, adoptive parents. We took all the classes back to back. So we were certified for both. I was like, no, no, no. We want to adopt her. And then 11 months later, we finalized the adoption for our youngest. They've still got the shirts. Yeah. From the... I do. I have the scarf. You have to tell that story. (laughs) So... Of course, she was there for my kids being born, and there was no way I was not going to be at the adoption for Penny's child. Yes. So mom, Donna, (laughs) and I, the courthouse was in Cassville. Uh We got there, but we didn't know what the rules were. And so apparently, you are not allowed to wear a tank top in court. So be warned, don't wear, (laughs) there's a dress code. So do not wear a tank top to the court. (laughs) So we're like... Because we're in tank tops because it was in September, yes, wasn't it? Yes, it was still warm. And you're we're no, it, was, it was August. It was August. Okay, so it was August. Work. And you were, you'd come from work. And it was something. It might have been but a heyday or something. It was summertime. So yeah, we're it was in hot. tank tops and shorts and things like that. And they have a dress code. <laughs> we had no idea. We're like, what What even is this? It was an adoption. We weren't I know. It some kind of court it's thing. Not, right. it's it's not, it's we're not on jury duty here. Right. Yeah. yeah, they wouldn't let us in, and we're like, we are going to miss the adoption. So we, thank goodness, there was a Dollar General literally right up the road. So we, like, jump back in our cars. We drive over there super fast. We're like, okay, what'll fit you? What'll fit you? We're, like, frantically <laughs> trying to get something, and then we fi- found in all of our sizes three shirts exactly. that Same matched. The Identical. One, they had one pattern, but they had three that would fit. So we just grabbed <laughs> yeah, them. So we just grabbed them. So then we come back and we're all matching. matching. <laughs> it was hysterical. And I think, I don't have the t-shirt anymore, actually, but I do have the little, because it came with a little scarf thing. Yeah. I still have the scarf, so that's oh my, my one keepsake from funny. that. But then we were able to be yeah. at the adoption. Yeah. That was so fun that was that day was so cool because the courts they even said they love adoption day because that is the happiest yeah time in court because everything else is like you know heavy and stuff so they all love adoption day 
And actually, I had the most people there for us <laughs> that they had ever seen in a you know in a while. We had uh, I I had a ton of support, and I'm very very grateful and very thankful because I, sh- I could not have gone through that journey without my parents <laughs> supporting me, my mom and dad, every little foster kid we brought in. My mom watched them. Yeah. So and my dad, those three three Guatemalan kids, he'd have all three of them on his lap, giving them candy. <laughs> so I mean, it wasn't just my husband and I that went through this journey. It was right. my friends it was my family and so I could not I all along it was like God was like look I'm I'm providing you with these these support Mm -hmm. and well because when we were talking about getting ready for this show too Kate actually even remembered the little Guatemalan babies because you had brought them over to our house we were doing a coffee date or something and letting the kids place. And uh-huh. she remembers them yeah. coming over. They were so adorable. Were I could, adorable. I mean, they I were very adorable. To that story though is when the little boy went to get into the car uh-huh. and he was calling for, I go with Penny. Yes. Maybe that the language between your culture and their culture was not exact, but that love language yes. was totally. Oh yes, right out front. it was. He it was, was feeling that. Yeah. So that to me was really one of my favorite moments. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So then you got to adopt your youngest yes. and she's just a little bit older than our third daughter. Her her and Rebecca are bestest yes. friends and yes. they always are like, "Where's Bear? Where's yeah. Bear?" Yeah, I need her to go nickname. See Bear. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh yeah, we um after we adopted her, my husband and I actually stopped being foster parents. Mm-hmm. I we were like, "Okay, one and done. We're done. We're good. Life is good." Well, as the time went by, I started feeling like I was feeling incomplete. And I was also feeling ungrateful that God had given me this gift and I wasn't completely happy about it. Not that I wasn't happy about adopting her. I just felt something further. Yeah. And I just felt you were still missing. Yes. I was like, well, I'm never going to have kids of my own. That was established. Um, I made peace with that. That wasn't even something that we were going to pursue. And we, mm-hmm. we weren't going to pursue being foster parents anymore. The reason why we chose not to pursue foster parents wasn't because of anything. It, the main reason was the caseworker came over because they have to do stuff. Yeah. And she's telling us because I'm, te- I'm telling her my, my, her my heartache. And she's like, you're going to have to guard your heart. <laughs> and if anybody knows me. If anybody knows me, even a smidge, they know that that's not ever going to be a thing. That's not ever a thing. I will never guard. I will put my heart on the table and let you smash it because that's who I am. That's how God created me. And I looked at her and I was like, if I have to guard my heart and if I have to bring a person, a child into my home and treat them as if they are not my own kid, if I can't do that, then I can't foster. I can't be a foster parent. Because no child should ever be treated that way. I don't care if they've come from you or if they're, no child should ever feel like they don't belong. Right. I agree. And so that's, that was the decision that we made. And it was four years of just me, my husband and our little one. And we were loving life. And I had a dream. Yes. About. I was in the shower and there was a couch, but I couldn't see the front of the couch. I only could see was the back of the couch. And there were three heads on the couch and they were just being rambunctious and driving me crazy. And I was just <laughs> trying to take a shower. And I yelled at them a couple of times, you kids, stop that. And I woke up thinking, those are my kids. 
And I even went to work and I told my friend Lynn. I said, mm -hmm. Lynn, I had the craziest dream last <laughs> night. I said, I had a dream that I had three kids. And she, Lynn being the, the love and, yep. you know, God-fearing woman she is, she's like, you never know. Right. And I'm like, yeah, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> um, how's that going to happen? Like, This will take a miracle, but yeah, okay. Yeah, it will take a miracle. <laughs> and then we got a letter in 2016 about two girls and asked us if we would, they said they'd been in foster care for quite a long time mm -hmm. and asked us if we would adopt them. I'm, I'm going to cut out a bunch of stuff just because of time. That's okay. But we ended up adopting them. And the funny thing is, is they were two teenagers. We went from a toddler <laughs> of one to a toddler and two teenagers. Yep. It's quite a stress. And quite I, I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't go back. I wasn't, and it's been hard. Whenever you adopt a child that's in foster care that's been there for for 10 years and they've had three failed adoptions, multiple, multiple homes, those kids come with baggage. They do come with They baggage. come with hurts. They yep. come with anger. They come with things that you, even as loving as you are, you cannot fix that. You can't, you can't put a Band-Aid on it. Our oldest one, she has had the most struggles because she was older mm -hmm. and a lot of kids that come from foster care, especially if they've been in there for long periods of time, they suffer from reactive attachment disorders. Mm -hmm. That means they can't fully attach. And so that has been a struggle for us. And being an adoptive parent, I don't consider those my adopted kids. Those are my children. Yep. I didn't give birth to them, but they're mine. God created all three of them exactly for my husband and I. Bear is just like, me and my husband combined. <laughs> I have no idea how that happened. <laughs> Our she middle is. one is just like me. Yeah. But she looks just like Randy. And I prayed for that many, many years. Yeah. And the, thir the third one, like she's him. a combo of a, of a volcano, but I love her. <laughs> I, I love her to death. I, you know, we've had to make some hard decisions um, with her, but I... I she will always know that where her home is. Yeah. And our middle one too. I couldn't ask God for better children, honestly. They have hurts and we're still trying to heal them. We're trying to still mend them and they have things that they struggle with. Mm -hmm. Even the little one, you know, she, she came with some baggage unbeknownst to us. But I couldn't ask God for for what he has given me any, any more than what he has. Um, and so I've been, I've been grateful and thankful and blessed. Well, and he was preparing you oh, my all goodness. the way and he oh, knew in goodness. his timing and he knew the children that needed you yes. because your heart is so big and he knew the kids that you needed to have. And, he knows and that's it. cool. And he knows that I don't give up. That's true. My husband honestly has helped He's been more of a help to our oldest one than I have because I can't relate to some of the pains and hurts. He's actually able to reach her better than I can. My middle one, it's the opposite. I can reach her better than her dad can. So God, he did that. I can't take credit for any of it. I can't <laughs> take credit for myself. I can't take credit for my husband, but God did that. And, and really quickly... The one thing that the two older ones asked me is like, you guys were here all along. Why couldn't you get us? Why, why did we have to be in foster care for 10 years? The one thing I could tell them is I don't know that, but I know that God has a plan for your life. Right. And the pain and the hurt and the, 
the bad stuff that we all go through, all of us go through, he is, those are building blocks for who we are and what we can do in God's word. You know, and I tell him, I'm like, I'm sorry, and it makes me angry that you were there for that right. long. And I couldn't, I didn't know you were there. But I know that he is using what it is now. He's going right. to use that in your, in your life. And I can't wait to see who well, they your become. girls are amazing girls. All of them are very unique in their own way. And we've seen so yes. much growth, especially in yes. the middle one. She's just an incredible person. She is. She, she really is. is. Yeah. And even Little Bear, she has her little issues and stuff, but she's just such a precious, precious yeah. little they are kid. She's so funny. And you really, truly are the perfect <laughs> parent for these kids yeah. because, yeah. seriously, because yeah. a lot of people wouldn't be nearly as patient as you are. And it does yeah. take a very special person to be able to put up with that. So you as a viewer, yeah. if God is working on you, yes. don't, don't push that away. God has his timing and God knows if you are suffering with infertility and thinking about adoption, God's plan is perfect. We don't always know why he does things the way that he does, but he has a plan. And even when it's hard, he's got you. And that whole poem, you know, it's kind of cliche now because it's been used so many times, but the whole footprints thing, you look back and you see one set of footprints and then you realize it was God carrying you. God is carrying you through whatever it is that you're going through, no matter how hard it is, God's got you. Yeah. Just like he had Penny and he had a perfect plan and for her. Kids. We're so glad that you were here with us and I hope that this was encouraging for you and we will be back next week. So... We'll see you next time. <laughs>We are so excited and proud to finally be able to announce the product line of Simply His. Yay! Woo! We've been wanting to do this for a while, and especially hearing from you viewers, we've had so many people emailing in, where can I get my Simply His coffee mug? Do you have coffee? What about tea? And what about your t-shirts? We are so excited about this. The first deal we have is our actual coffee line. We're calling it our coffee sampler because we actually each were able to pick out four different coffees. It's organically grown beans, so that was really important yes. to us. So our first packaging includes a sample of all four flavors. Yes. And you can get this incredible offer for $35 currently. Yay! It's good coffee too. And then we are also selling our teas. You get all four of our teas to taste at $28. <laughs> All of our tea is organic and it is also loose leaf. And yes. the thing I love about loose leaf is that you can kind of decide how strong you want your tea. Oh, and the smell when you open up that little bag, it's just you want to eat it. And then if you're like you, you know, she just drinks all of it, including the tea. I do. <laughs> Dude, but can we talk about the shirts? Oh, yes. So our very first edition of our t-shirt is going to be the silver that Allie is sporting so nicely. And that shirt is actually going to retail for $28, but right now you can get it for $25 and you get one of our mugs. So our fourth and final deal is our mugs. Yay! So it will 
will again be you buy three, you get one free. The package will include all four of the colors. Again, we are so excited about our Simply His product line. If you want to purchase them, please go to www.skywatchtvstore.com and we will have it on the main slider as well as it'll be over on the left-hand corner and you'll be able to see our store and go in there and shop till your heart's content.